One, two, three, four. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a American hi- and <clears throat> an American history podcast where so each unprofessional. week I, user of earbud headphones, reader of books, Man with Ten Fingers, Dave Anthony, reads a story from American history to a guy who wears a hat. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. People know me a little bit better now. Yeah, yeah, no, they can identify you with your ten fingers. You can finally go, oh, that's the, that's the guy I heard about. He's the guy who's got ten fingers. People know me yeah. a little bit better. Uh, it's a yeah. big day, Gareth. You know why? Because no. the L.A. City Council member that I hate the most got caught doing racisms on the old recording machine. Oh, who? Calling another council member's three-year-old son a bitch. Uh, adopted son. Adopted African-American son. And she also called him a little monkey. Oh, my God. And she's our city council president, Nuri Martinez. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to miss her when she's back to whatever job she does. Oh, that's right. She's a landlord. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking <clears throat> about. So, uh, right. you know, hopefully goodbye to her. She'll stick it out, though. She'll just go. Yeah, I, they I don't, didn't mean, I they didn't don't mean leave anything. They don't leave in disgrace. Yeah. No, they never leave in disgrace. They go. No, they don't. They I, used to. Uh, look, I'm going to hang in here. I didn't mean it. So I'm fine. You just got to wait it out. Everything just, you have to wait it out. It gotta could be it months, but you got to wait it out. That's how you, you solve it. You, you waited, waited it out. out. You're terrible I did, yeah. Racist. When I had the, well, let's not, that's, I was going to have fun with the bit, but then you took it to the highest stakes. So no, I'm not going to pretend anymore. Hope you're happy. I'm going you're to deny your initiation. You're listening to the dollop. <laughs> now we did that, you idiot. <laughs> we all know you have 10 fingers. <laughs> Some people don't know that. Some people have nine fingers. Some people have seven. I'm not. uh, Yes, this is not. uh, This is not to disparage those with any lesser appendages. But I think if you were to say man with nine fingers, that's interesting. That's different. When you say you have ten fingers, yeah. No, we assumed you have ten fingers. It's not even worth talking about. It's stupid. I I think that's what I was getting at with that entire explanation. Was don't assume. You know what I mean. I just don't, but I don't. I don't, ass- I don't assume tired. you have ten fingers. I'm tired. Huh? I don't, assume, I don't assume you have ten fingers. I don't assume you have ten toes. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't walk in a room and be like, all these people have ten fingers and ten toes. Like, that's well, no, just it's rude. Not a su- it's one of those things you can see really quickly. You can tell if someone okay. has ten fingers. Okay, so now so. you're checking out people's fingers. It's, again, not in it's not any great. negative this way. Is not, none of this has been good for you. This has been a bad, bad opening, cold open for you. Cold? Stop talking fully and just read the story. Do you understand me? Just get into the story part of this. Before we do, <laughs> we have a tour, you asshole. Um, we, the dollop, will be... Uh, well, the one thing we should say is that uh, people ask us, when is our new podcast coming? It's soon. We basically have a date. November um, sometime. Yeah, November, our new podcast called Pastimes Podcast, Pastimes, will be out. Great guests. It's funny. We're enjoying it. 
But if you want to see this old piece of shit, you mm-hmm. can go to dollappodcast.com for ticket information. Wednesday, October 19th, we'll be in Columbus. October 20th, Pittsburgh. October 21st, Cleveland. October 27th, Grand Rapids. October 28th, Royal Oak, Michigan. November 3rd, Nashville. November 4th, Louisville. November 5th, St. Louis. November 6th, Indianapolis. And then Kansas City on November 8th. Dollappodcast.com for all those tickets. Yum. Do you want to talk about anything? No, let's just start. Show off these ten fingers. Let's go. You want to talk about your relationship with your parents and how that's made you who you are? Nope. Eighteen eighty-two, year of our Lord, Jesus Cristo, mm-hmm. or as I call him down at the Papa. church, the Magic Man, <laughs> Fritz and Luisa Torno. Fritz and Luisa Torno? Torno. Torno, okay. Moved to Washington State, and uh, they bought a 320-acre farm on Setsop River. Setsop River. Okay. Setsop. It's over... Uh, it's over... Uh, it's close to the coast. Okay. Like a little bit south of Seattle, south, uh, southwest of Seattle. Sure. Um, They'd been in America now uh, at this point for 15 years in various different states, um, farming usually. They had six alive kids and six not alive kids. Oh, that's cool. So Which is the 50. standard. Yeah, that's, that's a nice. standard ratio. At this point, you're yeah. like, we're doing good. We're hitting 500, yeah. which is what you half. want. You want to stay 500. Imagine if you brought eggs home from the grocery store and half of them were broken. Now imagine, that, now imagine that with your kids. Right, so that's what it was like having kids in the 1800s. Yep. You didn't get to check the eggs before you got them home. You just open them up and go, oh, half didn't make it. Ah, that's all right. Um, The second from last child born uh, was John. He was born on September 4th, 1880. Okay. John helped his dad a lot with whatever he was doing. Very helpful kid. When he was 10, he caught what was uh, called the black measles. Ooh. Um, now because it's, it looks like the measles, but the little, the little pot postules are like the black heady. I was going to call them scabby Scabby. guys. Scabby guys. Cool. The scabby guys were. It's like hanging out with WebMD. Yep. No, I, uh, I have a online medical degree. I'm an online doctor. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, they're very prevalent these days. Yeah, no, everybody's everybody's got it. And very wrong, a lot of wrong. Well, look, I mean, these these hand portals to information have been fairly damaging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so uh, pretty bad. I, I I've, I've seen it called two Is things. Is there a Rocky, pretty good version? Is there a version uh, no. where you're going? Hey, ain't too bad. Just pick hey, them off. The, yeah, I got the black uh, the black measles. That's um, fine. Uh, it's called Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever now is the actual name, um, wow. which is more fancy. Because Light cool. comes out of it. <laughs> you get it from ticks. It's a tick-borne uh, situation. Okay. Uh, so if you have a pet tick, you know, check them for Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. It can be very deadly. Um, causes a really bad fever, a headache, and then the black-looking rash. So he had a really severe case of it. Almost didn't survive. Afterwards, the doctor told his parents that the fever had been so high that he would never be the same again mentally or physically. Wow. Anyway, here's your kid. Yeah. Anyway. So, better than uh, the other were, six. 
you were batting 500. Now you're like 450. Like you got 500 with an asterisk. 475. So, so he did. He had a lisp afterwards. Like that was the main thing right away. That very noticeable. Um, other kids made fun of him, mocked him, gave him terrible. That nicknames. is a crazy side effect. Yeah. What happened? Measles. It's got to be a muscle thing, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so he gets mocked and, you know, uh, sure. made fun of, uh, then he gets an inferiority complex out of that. Okay. When people, now when people would come to stay at the farm, cause like lumberjacks would come because, you know, it's like a, it's like a house out in the middle of nowhere. So like lumberjacks would come through and they'd let him stay there for the night. Sure. They were yeah. Go into their lumbering area. Yeah. Lumbertown. Yeah. I think it's called Lumbertown. Mm-hmm. Lumbersville, yeah. Um, so if they're heading to Lumbersville, they stop off at there. And so John would always leave the house whenever any stranger came to stay to avoid being around them. And he would usually go stay in the woodshed or he started just going out in the woods and staying for a couple of days out in the woods. It feels like the lumberjacks should be doing what he's doing. <laughs> but he's just like, when the lumberjacks come to town, he goes to the woods to live. Yeah. Okay. And he really, he really enjoyed the woods, so he starts staying out so in the woods. So he would be getting along great with the lumberjacks. Yeah, you would think that they would, yeah, but he doesn't like his lisp, and, he, and he, he's, he's not... He's so mortified by his, the damage that he won't even hang out with the lumberjacks. There's a lot of different descriptions of what he's like. Um, I think he's just very quiet and, and awkward a little bit around people he doesn't know. That's how it sounds okay. to me. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, so he he, st- he starts spending time out in the woods, even when there aren't people at the house. He just go he'll go out for a couple of days. Sure, you know, um, very self sufficient in the woods. His you father his father taught him how to hunt and fish and all the survival skills. Um, self sufficient. Right. He learned how to track and hide his tracks, uh, all that sure. stuff. So, by the time he's twelve. He can hunt and gathers on food and survive in the woods. A great skill. Probably learned too early. Because then a you're like, bit. where is he? Yeah. <laughs> then he's just out there just like, I forged. Well, back then, 10 is like R18. Well, he's 12. So what's that, R19? But, yeah. So now he's like in his mid-20s. Yeah. So he's just like in a suit made of moss. Just That's right. knowing which Eight- berries to eat, cooking up root shrooms. 1,800 childhood years are like dog years. Like, it's the same right. sort of thing. Right, right. So when he was 13, he decided um, he wants and to help the And that's why your book's called When Men Were Dogs. Men, when Men Were Dogs, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, so what'd you say? Um, when he was 13, he decided to help the family out, and so he went and got a job in Finally. the Wishka area. Um, uh, it was about 20 miles away is where he worked. So he would walk there, not every day, but he would walk and stay for a few days and then come back. Um, normal 13-year-old stuff. Yeah, so, so he, he's gone a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he's gone a lot. He's really gone a lot. So he, he worked on what was called the Splash Dam for Cy Blackwell, temporary wooden dam. You knew that. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, yeah. Just uh, for the listeners. Cy has this new invention that he brought up from California called a Dole Beer Donkey, mm-hmm. which is a donkey-based mm-hmm. logging operation. Mm-hmm. Yep, right, exactly. Yep. I didn't have to yep. tell you that, you know. No, no, no. But I think it's good for people to know what uh, that is. Sure, the, do- the, the uh, donkey the logs, donkey log, the the beer mm-hmm. donkey, so, the dull beer, donkey. beer donkey. Yeah, dull beer donkey. Yep. Um, so as years go on, the other boys in the Turnoff family would move away. Also, uh, John 
John would always come home when he could to help out, especially he came every year for planting and harvesting. Um, he always came with fish and meat. Like, he didn't show up empty-handed. He was a, a very nice boy. Here's some halibut, sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's and it is nice, and it's 1800s nice, but it is strange to just be like, I've got tons of meats and fish, as you come in, just sort of <laughs> lob them down on the table. <laughs> Um, you know, just when you walk, your boy comes home, he's got an elk, right? Yeah. To his back. I mean, it's just like, you know. like he's, it's just like you think he's prepping Korean barbecue. That's right. So, uh, as he grew, uh, to an adult, he actually did not have physical limitations like the doctor said he was. He grew up to be six, three and about 220 pounds. So he's a big dude. Oh, for, okay. He for should that go take the shit out of that doctor. That's right. By that time he's a giant. Yeah. Um, so. His mother um, adored him. Like, I think after the... the so, uh, the thing about John is there's a lot of um, lies about what he was. Um, sure. So, it's, it's hard. To, it was hard to decipher who was a legitimate source, but I finally found one. Okay. So, there's some sources that say um, the mother doted on him, adored him after the illness, which mm-hmm. could be true. I mean, it would kind of make sense, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so, and that led to jealousy with the other kids. But either way, there was problems with some of the other kids. Well, look, are those other kids bringing, like, cured meats and fishes every time Thank they you. come to say hi? I mean, what if you, you what if you're What if you're a boy in the family and you can't hunt and John rolls in with five elks on his back? Like, how yeah, is that? I mean, this, yeah, this dude's rolling in with a bunch of elk meat, <laughs> you know, and trouts. One of the kids who uh, was a problem was Edward. He was the youngest. He still lived at home. Uh, I think he was one of the last ones, if not the last one. Uh, he was the total opposite of John. Author Bill Lindstrom, quote, he was lazy. He wouldn't do any work. They always had to boot him out to do his chores. It was a bad situation. Okay. So, yeah, so he's not. That's, we got a problem. Right, he is the opposite, right. Um, So his father, uh, John's father, Fritz, died in 1909, and he gave the whole estate, about 400 acres, to John. Smart, but probably created some sort of division. Yeah, it did. The uh, brothers were not happy. Right. Ed and the oldest brother, Fred, discussed it. And Ed and Fred? Ed okay. and Fred. We're Fredward! <laughs> they, and they decided that they should get John declared insane and put him in an asylum so they can get the property. Damn. It's just normal stuff that you do when you yeah, with just, family squabble. Yeah, look, he got all the land. Let's just pr- imprison him. Forever. <laughs> so, so when he, if he got it, it put into the insane asylum, then the, the land would revert back to the whole family. Right. Um, so, but around this time, John had, he was completely done with the house. Um, he just lived in the woods now. He's just a woodsman. Okay. So he had the house, but he would rather live in the woods. Yeah, yeah he, he owns the property now, but he's right. already, like a couple years ago, he decided, I just enjoy the woods more than I do house, housing. Wow. Okay. Um, so now John's sister, Minnie, marries this other guy in the town. Minnie got married? Minnie got married to... To Mickey? No, sorry. Oh, damn it. Uh, Mackie. Shut up. I am not, not serious. <laughs> oh, I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they have a lawsuit on their hands. Uh, uh, she married a guy named Henry Bauer. Uh, her- they had two twin boys. They had two daughters. 
uh, the twins and John really got along. Like they got, and they were born when John was about twelve. He was super close to him. Taught, took him out, took him out in the woods. Taught him how to, you know, hunt and fish. Everything he knew how to do, he taught the twins. Right. Um, he taught him how to catch fish with a vine maple, which we all know now because it's yeah, it's twenty twenty two. I mean, but this is before. Yeah, this is before people knew but, how to do it with a vine maple. That's right. And uh, everything about life in the woods. So John, um, he's not just an uncle. He's friends with them. He like they're super close. Their right. dad Henry is not happy about this. He's not. Right. He doesn't know anything about the woods. He's just a farmer, and it. He's jealous or angry or whatever. So, um, sounds like a good dad. Yeah, totally. So he doesn't like John at all. And he also not big fan of Fritz. Uh, his wife, like she would spend a lot of time at her parents' house, sometimes, you know, days at a time. And that, you know, upset him. Also their house was Which just way Fritz nicer. Which one's Fritz again? Fritz is the dead, the dead dad. Oh, okay. Um, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but she's not jealous she, of that anymore. <laughs> No, he's dead. So that's that's he's good dead. For, so he's like, that's good for Henry. Stop. Yeah, right. Okay. But so she she was just spending a lot of time there. He hated it, um, and some think he was really jealous of how well off they were, Fritz and the family. So <clears throat> why not just? So I mean, if I if I'm that guy, I, I'm like I'm enjoying the spoils. Like I fuck, know, pick yeah, up. There's a lot. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Get the spoils. Just yeah, like I'd married into like, a rich ah, one. I don't like how much stuff we have because of them. <laughs> Let's just have our stuff, and it sucks more. <laughs> so his the parent his mom's old now, and she falls and breaks her hip, as old people do. It's like sure, I think it's a thing you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. So she's not doing well. She can't get upstairs anymore. Um, Ed's the only one living with her, and he's like, "I need help." And he's like, he Ed's Ed's like, "I need help." I don't want someone help. take. We, someone needs to take us upstairs. <laughs> So uh, he he uh, pushes his niece, uh, Henry's daughter, to come and stay, help out her grandma, right? Sure. Um, so she does. Henry's not happy about this either. Is this guy, does anything make Henry happy? No, nothing makes okay. Henry happy. Um, so they move in now. She, she <clears throat> the grandmother's up. Can't the grandmother can't get upstairs? So she sleeps downstairs in the living room in the and. And Ed and Mary sleep upstairs. Sure. Ed and his niece. Um, so uh, that goes on for a little while. Sometimes a John would come and visit, um, always doting on his twin nephews, you know. And then Ed and Mary. Um, no. What? They go. She says she needs to go to a doctor. She, oh, has okay. a, she has some kind of blood disease, but she's like, I have to go to doc- the doctor for the blood disease. Okay. And um, they get there, and she's like, I'm not here for the blood disease. I'm actually pregnant. With you got a baby. Ed. I got a baby at me. It, it was Ed. Yeah, Ed. Ed ah, uh, yeah, that was Ed. He had a feeling. Ah, he's a bad boy. It. Yeah. It's, I don't, it's, don't say he's a bad boy. That, like, yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah, lighting no, a makes strike it, anywhere match to smoke no, he's, a cigarette. He's or fucking his niece. He's a totally Yeah, creep. he's like, yeah, he's an incest pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, he's a huge incest. How old well, is she? she? No, she's she's not she's not pedo- okay. she's not a so pedophile. So it's just incest. She's she's like uh, early twenties. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's just, just it's just good old incest. It's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's just disgusting. So um, so Ed doesn't want her to get an abortion. He's like, this is our sweet sweet niece, uncle baby. Let's see what this thing looks like. It's our uncle baby. I bet you it's not going to be bragging about having ten fingers. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's like, look, just go up to Seattle and we'll put you in a boarding house Seattle. and then you can have the if baby you, and then come look, back. Look, if you go to Seattle, you can have our incest baby. It's fine. <laughs> that's what Seattle's for. That's what, that's what Seattle was founded upon. Grunge, coffee, incest baby. <laughs> so she just doesn't want to do that and she goes ahead with the abortion. Okay. And keep in mind... That would not happen in, in today's America if you were in the wrong that's state. Right. That that's would be considered right. a murder. That's right. That's yeah. right. Just to be fair, <laughs> we'd get so, to see it. Um, so afterwards, she goes to a family friend's house to recover. I assume they don't want the, the grandmother to see her, you know, recovering yeah. or whatever. Um, she dies two days later. Oh, shit. Jesus. Well, that just... That drives... everything. That maybe that's something we shouldn't be doing in America now. Maybe we should. Anyway, um, the doctor. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you know, we should make abortion safe. Oh yeah, yeah. And easy <laughs> access. Dave, we tried so, that, and it worked really well. So enough. Uh, so the doctor's arrested because abortions are illegal. Jesus. Uh, they have a trial. During the trial, the prosecution basically shows. Um, that Edward was pretty much the only one who could have been the father. Okay. Um, the trial also How do you reveals. Do that? I don't know. I there's like 450 pages of transcripts, which I didn't want to go through, but I trust the well, author. Where's your dedication to this uh, project? <laughs> Sorry, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm terrible. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bill Lundstrom, uh, He he said I believe him. He's okay. a, he's an old school reporter, uh, so I'm going to go with him. So. Um, the also trial also reveals, and I don't know why, but it reveals there is a giant rift between the Tornows and the Bowers. Okay. Henry between, and, Right. Yeah. Henry and, and John's. Yeah. The Tornows. Right. Especially with the whole, now with the whole daughter dying thing, it, that kind of heightened it a little bit. Right. Because you would say that Ed was sort of responsible in yeah, some way Yeah, because he was having for, sex with his niece. That's right. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, so the doctor would eventually be convicted and sent to prison for nine months. His attorney well, was well, named I mean, e. by the way, is that term just to be kind of funny? <laughs> Sorry, I'd never put that together. Were they just like, you go spend a pregnancy inside there. <laughs> and imagine what it was like if someone didn't let you out. Now, the, the defense attorney's name was E.W. Uh, Boner. It's probably Ew, Bonner, Boner, but it's spelled, it's spelled Boner, so let's just Ew, go with that. Ooh, Boner. Now, sometime... This I'm is not my sure. attorney, Ooh, Boner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm taking the trial seriously. What are you talking about? This is just my... This is Ooh, Boner. Uh, I'm taking ladies it Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my name is Ew, Boner. <laughs> sometime during the trial... It, because it goes on for a while, this stuff. Louisa dies also. Which one's she? So mom. That's grandma. Mom's out. Oh, oh, hip, hip grandma. Okay. John, John's mom. Right. Ed's mom, too. Um, yeah, Ed's mom, too. Uh, so after the trial, August 1911, um, John goes back to work in Elma, and then he comes back a little while later. So he's been gone for a while. He's been living out in the woods and also working. He had recently started le- leaving his, his dog, Cougar, at the house, um, he's a lab, sure. old lab. He's four, 14 years old, so he's an old guy. Oh, so he, definitely he went, a cougar. <laughs> so he went everywhere with John. He, he was the, out in the woods with him all the time. This is his only, like, buddy. 
Right. Uh, I'm hoping that everything stays fine with Cougar, because yeah, yeah, otherwise, fine. okay. Yeah, because when he gets home, he, he finds out that Ed has shot and killed Cougar. God damn it. Why did you do that to me? What? It made me feel like the dog wasn't going to get shot. Well, I mean, you've heard of the dollop, right? This is the dollop. Who, who, who falls for that at this point? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's sometimes there's there's times where I'll guess and you don't you'll go, no, no, no. So, you know, like you're like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and that was one of the vibes you just gave me. <laughs> It's like, no, come on, come on, come on. Let's keep your, keep your head in the game. So um, he said it was he said it was because the dog was too old to hunt, which he was. That's why he was leaving so him at the what? house because he was yeah. now he's so a house you dog. Could kill it. Um, so uh, John is livid, and he grabs his rifle and he shoots Ed's dog Rex. Jesus, let's not do it like that anymore. <laughs> if that's the dogs are not in charge of this relationship. That's not, no. Um, so he then well, I'm going to go find a bunch of other dogs to shoot. Oh, I'm going to shoot more dogs than you. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I'm going to the, I'm going to the pound. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he tells Rex, I'm going into the woods. He tells Ed, Rex is dead. Yeah. Rex is dead. He tells Ed, oh, did I say Rex? Yeah, you yeah, said ghost so dog. He, but he could have said it to both Ed and Rex, because Rex, I'm sure, is at his feet. So he, he says, looks at Ed and he says, I'm going to live in the woods. Don't anybody come after me or I will kill them. This is the preview. This is in the movie preview where you're, you're starting to go like, I might see this one. <laughs> I might go check this out. So he lays down, if you come into the woods, I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, so after that, Ed is like, oh, well, this is interesting. Now we can have him declared insane. Oh, okay. So he goes to the sheriff, and he's like, he killed my dog. He said he's going to live in the woods. And he swears out, he can swear out a warrant to declare someone insane if you're a family member at this time. And just to be clear, you're the one who had sex with your niece and shot his dog first, right? That's right. That's right. In, in okay, a, and we're worried about a, the mental stability of your brother. No, no, I was very... When I did that, I was uh, super, like, sane. Like, it, I was like I was in my right mind when I right, was... Right, uh, when you had an incestual uh, relationship with your niece and wanted to keep the baby. That's right. The product of the... okay. And we're worried about John, because he's living in the woods? Uh, yep. John is a problem. Okay. All right. I agree. We need to get this also, guy. Also, he, he hasn't had any kids, and I could use another niece, you know what I mean? That's uh, not a great uh, what? launching off point for the mission. I'm just saying he's wackadoodle, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's cuckoo bananas. I got, my, I got everything in shape over here. I'm uh, tip-top. Yeah, you seem fine. Yeah. I renamed the farm. Kind of, I kind of feel like if I ask you what it's going to be, uh, another marble on the scale to not go declare your brother crazy. But what, what are you? Uh... Nice town. All right. So look, let's not. I'm going to help you get him. But mm-hmm. what you can't do is keep talking about those sort of details. Let's focus on the mission. John's the one who we're worried about his mental health. I'm taking a lot of selfies out there. Well, I mean, sure. I'm ready. Ready for DMs. All right, let's 
a lot of these terms are foreign mm-hmm. to me. But oh, you'll know. All right, let's just go <laughs> get know. him. Let's just go get him because I am worried about his mental health brother mm-hmm. who had uh, impregnated your niece and wanted to keep it and has just uh, informed you, me that you, can will you uh, rename the farm Nice Town can where you, you're taking can you selfies do that to in like MD. A slow down story form? I don't know what the benefit would be to the mission we have. And if you could, if you could start out with Dear Penthouse. Uh, you mean like the like top you're writing a letter of a to hotel? A, like you're writing a letter to a fella named Penthouse. Uh, like, like a buddy. Uh, you're telling a buddy a story. Josh Penthouse or something? Yeah, you could, you could do that. Uh, look, why don't we focus on the fact that we will collect your brother to put him in uh, to a institution where they can... He is out of his mind. He shoots dogs. Yes. Which I do, and too, to be but clear, I do you it shot his dog first. When it's past its time. Right, right. Okay, let's go get your brother. No longer a work dog. You know what I mean? No, not not sure. a working look, dog anymore. Shut up. Just shut up, Ed. Shut up. Much like shut I killed up. my dad when he got old. Okay, all right, look, 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 look. I, look, okay, let's get your brother, okay? Mm-hmm. Look, I'm going to go, I got to, let me take a walk. I'm going to take a walk. Let me take sure. a walk. I'm going to take a walk. Okay. <sighs> let me know if you see any nieces out there. That, that you need to be directly related for them to be nieces. It I'm branching be- out. I'm branching Don't. out. Don't. It's not good when a family tree branches out in this way. Having a walk. Okay. <laughs> Dave adjusting his camera. Adjusting the camera because I realized that it is a little bit too sexy. Sexy. So, uh, so yeah. So he wants John to declare and say, and he goes to the sheriff. Does the warrant, and then the sheriff goes out into the woods to look for John. He um, was warned. He uh, he finds him, and they talk for a couple hours, and then he comes back and he tells Ed, "It's fine. This is there's no He's basis. Got a good thing going on. <laughs> yeah, there's no basis for him being declared insane." Quote: He made a he, man cave. <laughs> quote: He said he didn't care much to be at home. Never did. He wanted to be in the woods and left alone to enjoy. It. It's solitude and beauty were the, word, were the words he used. I couldn't argue with that. I said goodbye, and I left. Okay. He's fine. Sure. Uh, so there's been rumors for a while that in the town, because of how John acts, he's different, right? Right. He's quiet. He's a little shy. Um, so there's been rumors for a while that he was at one time put into an insane asylum, which the sheriff noted in his report, but the sheriff said it was not true. So he's never been put into an insane asylum. Most stories you read about John, people will say he was it in was an insane asylum. That's, right, not, okay. that's not true. Okay. So he keeps living in the woods. He, built, he builds lean-tos. That's his oh, yeah. normal sort uh, of situation. Um, uh, he, sets, he sets traps all over the place between the... Wanuchi and Satsop Rivers. Can you set one for nieces? <laughs> <laughs> you got like a niece snare? I wouldn't know how to bait that. I got to be honest. I don't know. Oh, how to bait. you just got put me in it. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take off. Thank you. Oh. Uh, 
he stayed, he's there for months. He sometimes would go down to visit his sister's house, see the twins. Um, he always brought meat and traded it for flour, salt, or whatever. Sure. You could just, I mean, again, you're family, so you could probably just, you know, be like, can I get into studies? Just like, here's a bunch of elk. They're like, we have, we have, I still God have some of the elk it. from last time. How much sugar are you using? And some venison, and I'll just take this flour and sugar. I'm going to make a wood cake. <laughs> so at one point, Henry, he's seen a bear around by. He's worried they're killing, they're going to kill the cattle on his farm. So, or a bear. So he asked the twins to go track it because they're, because Henry John can't. Henry's copies. not good at that. They're John, little right. Johns. So on September 3rd, 1911, the twins go out and they don't come back. And Henry goes out looking for him, and he can't find him that night. So the next day, he goes to town. They put together a posse, and they go out looking for the twins. I think they're 19. I think they're 19 at this point. Um, they find one of the twins' bodies. Jesus. Uh, it's about two miles from the farm. Uh, so a couple of posse members ride back, and they, they tell Henry Bauer they found a body. He's been shot. Oh. Uh, through the heart. Interesting. What's going on? I thought this was going to be, I thought this was bear. Uh-oh. So, the posse goes and looks for the other twin, and they find the bear, which has been shot, and it's paralyzed, so they put it out of its misery. And then they find the other boy, also shot through the heart. Jesus. One shot in the shoulder, one shot in the heart. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. So... The sheriff now Uh-oh. tries to piece together what happened. Uh-oh. There's the boys' bodies. Mm-hmm. Then there's a ridge where the bear is. And then back behind the ridge is a lean-to. 
Uh, it's about 100 yards from where the twins have been shot. John liked to hide his stuff in cedar trees, so he would build lean-tos around cedar trees. And right behind this one is a cedar tree, and there's two bullets in it. They dig them out. It's the same kind of gun that John has. It's also the same mm-hmm. kind of guns the twin, twins have because he gave the twins their guns. Mm-hmm. And he would often give them ammunition. The bullets... Uh... Oh, I already said that. He gave, them, he gave them to them for their 16th birthday. So the next day... Um, so they, they... Whatever. They, they go back to town. They're going to bring people out. They bring out the coroner. They bring out a local reporter. Um, and the sheriff, I think the sheriff, sheriff stayed out there to piece it together, but they get out there and the sheriff's like, okay, so, uh, John Turnow killed these boys. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence. Well, the evidence being that, it, that it's close to where John stays. Yes. It's bullets from the same gun he uses. Yes. What they use. That the twins use too. But what would the theory be with the twins shooting each other? That someone took their guns? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the theory is. It doesn't make okay. any sense. Yeah. Unless a twin shot a twin and then taught a bear how to shoot. Now, that's possible. It's likely. Uh, the sheriff said, quote, All evidence, though not conclusive, points to Turnow being the suspect. He is the man we want to talk to. Okay, so you want to talk to him. That's fine. Sure. Some also thought it could be Henry. Hmm. Uh, there was some suspicion that the twins weren't his. A man had been visiting the Fritz's house, and Minnie was there, oh, right. and they went into the forest at one point alone, blah 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 whatever, rumors. Okay. So people were like, did he do it because he couldn't handle it anymore? Maybe he was done with all that stuff. Uh, there had just been a murder two weeks before in another town where a guy killed his two sons. So, mm. people, are, so people are like, why am I getting a, huh? He found out you could do that. It's called a copy key, copy dog. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the sheriff puts together a posse to hunt down John. Now, a week later, a couple of lumberjacks come across how do you, John. How do you do a posse? It's kind of like American Idol. You go into town. You go, I need some fellers. And then fellers mm. are around. What, once the feller got, life's, out, life's a void of nothingness for me. I'll come. I was staring at a post. And I was just looking. I Seven was days. counting dirt. <laughs> I made a duck fly and then sat there for five days. I was just sitting here fixating on what it's all about. Like what happens after you pass away? Does your mind just shut off or does it go somewhere else? Because your skin and your body and your organs is just a suit that you wear, but your soul is actually something that takes possession of it. So then when you go, you sort of drift somewhere else and go back to being another ingredient in the galactic soup of the universe. Contemplating that, just thinking about it. You know, they say after you pass that your brain still functions for about another 20 minutes or so. It's called the Bardo. You're kind of in a little limbo where maybe he's processing your whole life or something like that. Hey, Tim Bob, maybe we're that you, right before. Hey, Tim Bob, huh? we're gonna have you. We're gonna have you stay home this time. Not, not, not. Oh, do come the posse. on! I thought we was doing a posse. No, not this time. Turns out we're not gonna do a posse. Me and some of the fellas are just gonna take a walk right now, alone with right, each other, well, but just, not with you. 
Just remember, if uh, you find any dead bodies, they don't fret too much because, again, it's just sort of like a little, like wearing a jacket. And when you pass away, you just kind of toss it off and put it on the floor. But you, you still got some form of consciousness deep down inside you. Maybe just not the way we think of in some of these Western religions. You know, we're oh all God. interconnected. The space gonna, between us is just right, nothing but invented. We're walking so away. we are all one. Bye. Even though we seem like we're separated we by a bunch of things. Walking down the, we're down the hill. All right. Take care. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, bye. So, posse gets put together. Uh, lumberjacks stumble across, two lumberjacks stumble across John in the woods, and they tell him that his nephews are dead and the sheriff is looking for him. Um, he is like, I did not kill them. I love them. I respected them. I would never do that. And he says, tell it everyone. It was the bear. The bear knows how to shoot. <laughs> He's got the right to bear arms. Oh, then they tell, he says, tell everyone that everyone should leave me alone. Oh, so he's, he's like, look, I live in Woodlaw now. Yeah, this is Wood. Okay. I'm in Wood. I'm living in a Wood I live, uh, world. Yeah. Right. Don't come into Wood world. Yeah. The sheriff and deputies keep searching for him. Sometimes they'd find hidden food or a smoldering campfire, and they never found John. Months go by, mm. and they're searching for Jeez. him. Jeez. People would say they'd seen him here or there. A report came that he'd been seen on Mount Olympus. So He's kind of like a forest Elvis. <laughs> so he, they hear Mount Olympus is like a big mountain-ish range area. Um, where Zeus so they, lived. The, the sheriff has deputies go to one side, and he goes to the other, and they, they climb. It's thousands of, it's 7,000 feet. Oof. Uh, and they get up 7,000 feet, and they have to turn back. So they're really looking for him. So the uh, four trappers uh, claim John burned down their their shack on the Wishka River. Hunter said a man woke him up in the middle of the night demanding salt and pepper. Loggers. I got it. Jesus Christ. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I I got no salt and pepper. It's called a mistake. Yeah, but that's Uh, like a great that's like a great one to be like, oh, my God, what do you want? Garnishes, salt, just, just some salt, salt. I need condiments. Do you have parsley? <laughs> Loggers keep saying they've seen him. People are now saying they they see him in saloons. So everyone's seeing him everywhere. It's one of those, you know. When, Every, it's when, cool to you say know, you saw him. Yeah, whenever someone's looking, yeah. there's a, a wanted person. People see that person everywhere. So yeah. Winter comes, the sheriff calls off the search. He's, he goes, we gotta wait till the weather improves. It's a really, really bad winter, so a lot of people are like, there's no way he's alive. Right. He was actually living most of the winter under the floor of a schoolhouse hmm. where he could come and go because he could take a board in and out. Um, another place he stayed was in a giant dead cedar tree named the big tree on the satsop is about 10 feet in diameter and partly hollow oh that's perfect it's like a keebler <laughs> elf <laughs> yeah totally that's amazing though like a yeah. 10 foot i mean that's pretty good i mean again I, you know 10 foot's not great but it, you would be like look i got my space i can yeah, lay I can, down yeah it's not bad i got everything you need in here uh 
so he knew they'd be looking for him again come the spring, and he prepared. He would hunt meat and prepare it, dry it out or whatever, so it would last. He yeah. made um, a camouflage lean-to that was really well hidden. Okay. Now, Colin McKenzie had been a photographer in Aberdeen for the paper in 1903 when the big Aberdeen fire hit, which we all know about. Yep. Uh, wiped out most of the downtown city. During, um, during the fire, Mackenzie broke his back when a wall fell on him. Oh, wow. Which Jesus. is why don't stand near walls when there's a fire. Yeah. Uh, he had a very long recovery, and as he was waiting to get back to work as a photographer, he, uh, he became a bounty hunter. I don't know how that works. Sorry. He was too injured to take pictures, uh-huh. but he was healthy enough to be a bounty hunter. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Seems like photography would be your recovery activity. I mean, look, it was and a different time. on your way to bounty hunting. Yeah, it was a different time, but we weren't mm-hmm. a different species. Well, but it's uh, maybe bounty hunting, uh, hunting was the softer job. Maybe photographer. I do bounty hunting from this chair. You there. Maybe, maybe Come it was here. For, maybe it was forced photography. Sure. Still. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where you hold people down and take their picture. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. So, Mackenzie and a game warden were sent out by the sheriff to look for John. The sheriff told them um, they had an idea where he was at this point, and the sheriff told them if you find him, do not try to catch him. Just come back, let us know his location because he's desperate and he's a really, really good shot. Yeah. And they also said he is, quote, considered demented. Right. Um, and they were like, yeah, sure, we'll be back. We'll be back for supper. They did not come back for supper. So Sheriff's worried. And so he sends uh, a posse to look for them. And the posse finds an elk carcass that he had uh, taken all the meat off of and tracks leading away from it. Right. And then they follow the tracks. They find John's abandoned camp near the Winochi River. Dude, and he's on the, the move like Saddam Hussein. Yeah, I think he had... My understanding is he had lean-tos all over the place. And yeah, just so that's what I mean. He them. had, like, you just don't know what yeah. location he's going to be it's at. It's totally Saddam moving. Hussein. Yeah. Right. He just needed a couple doubles. <laughs> well, man, it'd be amazing if he had those. <laughs> uh, so they find at the camp... Um, they find empty shell casings, the same as the ones. Kill it's the, the same gun. They kill the twins. Same right. same gun. Um, they also find smoked meat and flour, some some clothing. Sure. Then um, they came across the uh, bodies of Mackenzie and the game warden, both shot in their hearts. Jesus. So papers reported they had no chance. And had been assassinated. That was just all the all the the all the papers were like he lay in wait and assassinated them. Like just you know ran with that. Right. The bodies were buried in a shallow grave in the shape of a T. Nobody knows why that why? happened. I don't. Is, is is shallow grave just a way of saying lazy? I mean, not a lot of time, right? I would imagine the ground is cold and hard. Okay. Right. So shallow, but they were like under leaves and stuff. I just imagine it was a time thing because digging a grave sure, takes a it's while. It's always a time thing. Yeah. I mean, when well, I do it, I mean. it's, it's like, six hours. What's happening? Huh? 
You're talking into a microphone again? When what? I do, when I dig grays, I do it uh-huh. as a hobby. I don't actually put people in them, but I like to, um, you know, just dig graves in the backyard. Or up She's in the a hills. lucky lady. She's <laughs> a lucky lady. <laughs> the bodies were stripped. They're, uh, it's right, they're clothes, their ammo, their food, it's all gone. He took Tacoma, it all. Who, I, or whoever. Who, yeah, who? It's a mystery. The yeah. Tacoma Times headline. Quote, brave men, hunters, found man, beast. Somewhere. Well put. Somewhere between the inland waters and the sea, the beast man awaits his chance to strike yet yet another blow at the world, which always called him queer. Woodsman. Jesus Christ. Woodsman. insane. He's a beast man? (laughs) The beast man. I mean, they're Marvel comicking him. The they really man. are. They really I mean, they're are. Just, yeah. Woodsmen are a superstitious folk. The trappers swear that a hound follows at the beast man's heels. So just... <laughs> relax. His name's John. <laughs> he might have a dog. <laughs> He's quiet. That's yeah. The world called him queer, and he became dum dum beast man. Beast man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Um, the the article said he had buried the men more decently than would be expected of a maniac. Right. Okay. So he was. So like, this is you know. The, so the press is just going with the that yeah, angle they, of just sensationalizing right. his guy living in the woods, like just you know, to crank Peace it up man. to ten. He has bare hands. The Grays Harbor News published a photo that they claim was John. So it's a very hairy guy. He's in ragged clothes. He's holding like it looks like a post of some kind, but it's a fake. Um, quote, county commissioners posted a 4000 4, reward for the capture of John Turnow. Okay. Before this, they had refused to do that, saying there was no proof he killed the twins. But now right. that the now two guys have gone out after him, and they're like, okay, well. They're also getting a I lot mean, of pressure from people. To, to be fair, it, it, you would think these killings were connected, right? If it's the same gun and that sort of stuff. Well, the so heart, you would think the shot through the heart the is shot pretty... shot through the heart, yeah, right. So That's actually the, only, the most damning thing to me, is the shot through the heart. Right. Also the song. What a damn song. So, uh, so the governor puts up a 1000 This is a $5,000 reward. That's a lot of money back then. So people just start going out looking for them. Um, no one's finding anything. But it's constant searching. The posse actually builds a cabin out in the woods so they have a base to come back to, so they're mm-hmm. not going back to town. Some young, some young men in a car see John on the road a couple hundred yards away near his old home. Uh, and he stands still just long enough for them to get a really good look, and then when he sees him, he bolts into the woods and they're like, he looks really bad. His hair's a mess. He's got a big, long beard. He's super skinny. He's Beast Man. Uh, <laughs> the sighting just gets people more excited. Yeah, frothing. And now people are seeing him everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in stories across the country. The I saw him in my toast. <laughs> <laughs> people are very excited. I found um, a potato chip that looked just like him. He gets nicknamed the Wild Man and the Cougar Man. Cougar Man. Uh, people would see him in towns nearby, Port Angeles, Olympia, Elma. One person said they saw him in a jail in Chihalas. 
Mm-hmm. Which they're like, nope, m- not sure. Yeah, no, he's, we wouldn't. That's, <laughs> he that's was like hiding. the goal of what we're doing. <laughs> he was hiding yeah. out in the yard. And my, I'll tell you, he made a prison out in the forest for himself <laughs> if I ever seen one. That was that one. The guards never saw the lean to. Yeah, I mean, what? Like, that's like you've over yes anded. I'm pretty sure I saw him in a cafe. I seen him in a jail. All right, all right. Easy, easy, Trent. Easy. Anytime anybody went missing anywhere around the area, people were like, it's John. It's John. John. John's eating his brain. He's killed him. Papers tried to say he killed two prospectors who had vanished in 1910, which is two years before the twins were killed. That's right. He's a time-traveling beast, man. Uh, other papers uh, made the case that he was innocent. The Aberdeen Daily World wrote that the owner of the Potter Repair Shop said a well-dressed stranger came into town and said he had seen John several times on Heron Street. John, he, t- <laughs> he told Wait, him John... when, though? <laughs> just recently. Oh, okay. And he told them John had not killed Mackenzie and the game warden because he was 20 miles away at that time. Right. Uh, and he said the guy was also, you know, nice and, and nicely dressed and well-shaven. And the, and the shop owner told the sheriff to investigate. So there's the, that's like being written up as a story, like some guy right. came into a store. Right, that some guy came into a store. He was nicely shaven, too, we should point out. <laughs> Freshly shorn man. So John actually, in reality, has gone deeper into the woods. Right. Uh, he would just now come out once in a while, sometimes for food, and people would give it to him because people that lived nearby and knew him were very sympathetic. They did not think John killed anybody. They're like, that's not who John is. He's the sweetest guy in the world. Um, so they would leave supplies out for him. Like, they would just put supplies out, and then John, a month later, would come down and get him, and they'd just find beef and fish or whatever. <laughs> Just, I love that it's he's like, like a, it's like, like John, a John, fucked up. You don't up, need to trade us. You don't it's like need a to fucked trade. up Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it really is. <laughs> That's a fa- I mean, leaving the meats, fish. Some woman who was a girl at the time said she was in their house. She was in her house with her dad, and they heard noise. And and she's like, I heard a noise. He goes, Where'd it come from? She goes, Right up there. She goes, That's just John. It's okay. It's just John. Don't worry about that. You're gonna be some special meats. He's just leaving walleye. <laughs> so, again, anything that happened is blamed on, on, on John. Author Bill Lindstrom, uh, quote, houses were burned, horses were decapitated, and cows were mutilated. Anytime anything happened anywhere, it was John Turnow. Okay, so we have some other issues in this area now that I'm hearing. The whole horses being decapitated thing is sure, a yeah, legit yeah. problem that we should be yeah, maybe that's worried not great. about. Well, let's keep focus on John. Sometimes horses' heads fall. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, many people, including some of the posse, did not think that John killed the twins because of how much he loved him. Anyone who knew John was like, he did not kill the twins. Except, I think, his sister. Oh, wow. Who was married to Henry, who was like, no, he, he did it. So, um, the sheriff heard a rumor that John was going to cross the Olympic Mountains. And he sent men to one side, and he climbed up the other and they start to cross the glacier at 6,000 feet. That, by the way, that is a very crazy rumor to say it's you've the, heard. It's also the craziest thing. Like, well, let's get up on the glacier and find yeah. the runaway. I mean, if you're John, you're like, great. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm doing that. 
Go up to this 6,000-foot elevation glacier. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm hiding out at the top of the mountain. That's where I catch my fish. Yep, that's me. I'm actually in the middle of the ocean. You should get out there. Have a look around. So at 6,000 feet, the sheriff slips and starts sliding down the glacier. And he, he's like, I'm dead. I'm a goner. And then he hits a very large boulder, which breaks his fall. Uh, man, when you're, like, thankful for a boulder hit, things uh, not, are bad. Yeah, things are bad. So he said he slid about 1,500 feet. Oh, my Lord. So he hit it hard. He couldn't stand or crawl. Um, so the guys came down, and they made, like, a carrying seat to get him off the glacier onto, like, the path. And then he had to limp 80 miles back. I mean, it's just... Not worth it. Just let John go. Like, think about point. people who are like, I'm training for the marathon. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Walking 80 miles after fitting a boulder from 15. No, but you hear then people are like, I can't put on a mask. Okay. <laughs> so, quote, I was a bloody mess and my leg was really banged up and a sprained knee. And at this point, he's convinced that John's over on the Olympic Mountains. So, John pushed me. <laughs> he came up right behind me. He's a glacier monster. Um, but the sheriff is actually not being truthful. Hmm. Author Bill Lindstrom, quote, the sheriff ignored a lot of evidence. One note in the sheriff's files stated John Turnow couldn't have been, couldn't have killed those boys. He was 27 miles away. Another file discusses two men who wanted vengeance against John, but no leads were followed up. Smart. And when asked if he could be innocent, the sheriff said, quote, we have spent a lot of money and more than 10 months in the woods searching for this man. Don't you think we would stop what we were doing if we felt he might not be guilty? No. I think no. everything you just said leading up to <laughs> yes. that is the evidence for you not doing that. Always. That's I what mean, always there's, happens. There's, <laughs> totally. There's so many stories where it's just like you're pot committed. So you're like, yeah. look, we're going to ride or die on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just always. like, have, you've, you've got to, you, you don't want to, yeah, you're not after the truth. You're after your, you know, pride. Yeah. Now your pride's, yeah, your pride's involved. So the sheriff wants to go back out in the spring, but um, he's getting irritated because the county is not coughing up more money to go look for John. Because think about all the stuff I've said they've done, how much fucking money that has cost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he, he can't find... Uh, they're, they're saying you can't find the guy. It's just costing yeah. you money, and you don't right. know he actually killed anybody. So whatever, right. they have a good point. So the sheriff, the sheriff gets frustrated and decides he's not going to run for sheriff anymore. He's like, "I'm out. That's it. I'm done. I'm like, taking I'm done. my gun and I'm going home. I'm over sheriffed." <laughs> yeah. So you uh, could say that there's a divide between us, or as I call it, a share rift. <laughs> could you? This is a very serious discussion. Can you not do those sort of? Like wordplay things. I'm just saying there's a share rift between us. No, I got and, it. Uh, I'm just saying this is actually a Well, I would just discussion. like some of you to cop to what you're doing. Okay, that's it. The meeting's over. Oh, police. No, oh, god damn it. I'm having a good time as I leave. <laughs> One of his deputies now runs for sheriff. It's a deputy that's been in the hunt the whole time, um, and he runs on one platform. I will bring the head of John to town. I am going to rid the woods of John Turnow. Okay. And I will do it within a month of being elected. Wow, that is... 
bold. And he wins in a landslide. Oh, man. Now you got to get to the moon. The previous sheriff uh, had been very open about what he was doing with, um, like, the main beat reporter, constantly giving him stories, telling him what he, what's going on. Uh, it's the same reporter that had covered the abortion trial and been with them when they went to see the twins' bodies. So he's been all around this stuff. But now he's getting iced out by the new sheriff. He's not getting any information. Mm-hmm. He's super frustrated. And the reason is, is the new sheriff keeps being told while he was out there looking that people are missing their newspapers. So he thinks John can read and is just keeping up with all the stories and learning what the sheriffs are up to and what they're doing. Okay. Kind of staying ahead of the ball. Sure. Which would be amazing. <laughs> well, I'm oh, sure cool. he was. I just won't go there. <laughs> so his, um, John's brothers and sisters have contested the will because he's been gone for so long. And, right. um, and, and, after 15 months, the judge, this has been 15 months now, the judge rules it should be split amongst all the kids because John's not right. there. So everyone gets a sixth. John's part is, they sell the property, John's part is sold, and they put the money in the bank for him under his name. I kind of, I mean, that's like, look, it's, that's very fair in a way to be <laughs> it like, it's very fair. All right, and he also gets a sixth, <laughs> even though we're considering him a murderer, and we'll just sell that and we'll put it in a bank for him, we'll just so he can gain some, you know. What name should I put down for the uh, account? Uh, Beast Man. Okay, <laughs> okay, Beast Man. Beast uh, Man. Does he have an ID with Beast Man on it? Do you know? Uh, Beast Man doesn't have an ID, but he'll bring in some bark chips. Okay, okay. When he gets here. It's funny you should say that, because John knew how to make shoes out of bark. Wow. Yeah. Just leaving that out there. No, that's... I mean, that's, I would, I would imagine you, he would. I'm Yeezy. Bad day for Yeezy. Um, uh, I, don't, I mean, I, I, look, at some point, we're going to have to face the fact that there are four Kanye's, and it's just like multiplicity with Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> we just got the, we, have, we just got four of them, and we're now seeing the copy of the copy of the copy. Um, so, uh, where was I? Oh, I said the thing about the shoes, which is uh, yeah, not something. Which was in just a, a fun. Yeah, that's fine. You're going off script, baby girl. So three months into his tenure, the new sheriff, um, he's, he, he has not you. caught John, so he's breaking the goddamn pledge. But he's on a train, and he's going to Tacoma because he's about to um, testify in a trial. And a timber assessor. So these guys who go out. A timber assessor? Yeah, so these guys who go out into the woods and, like, Say timber now. (laughs) It's about to drop. Now's when you should say timber. Now? Wait, hold on. Let me hear it crackle. Now say timber. Timber. Better. Better. We're getting there. Okay. Not great. So they're guys who go out in the way deep in the woods and then figure out how much the timber's worth in a certain area and then mm-hmm. go back and tell people, like, this is how much you should buy this for. Or they just work right. for a company. So they tell you the market value of certain yeah, timbers. Uh, the market value of nature. That's what they're doing. Which is right. go, you gotta, go you gotta love us. <laughs> <laughs> We're great. <laughs> So a timber assessor is on the train, and he uh, he's just been in the Winuchi, uh, Winuchi sorry, it's, I'm just saying the wrong part, Winuchi River, and um, he asked the sheriff, quote, are you still looking for that turnout fella? 
And the yes. sheriff's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Every, and literally said, well, everything I'm doing hinges upon yes, yes is the short answer. Okay, well, I got nothing. Uh, nice got seeing you. To, if it's terrible to talk to you. He said, quote, well, I can tell you exactly where he is. And he had been out there, and he says, there's a lake, and on the lake is a small island, and there's a little lean-to on the island, and a log for a way to walk out. And he goes, I saw it, and I thought immediately that is a really good place for a wild man to hang out. So the sheriff calls. He gets to Tacoma. He calls his brother-in-law, who is a deputy sheriff, uh, Giles Quimby. Uh, Quimby, ex-soldier, considered really smart and tough. And the sheriff says, get the two best trappers in the Washington area, and the three of you go out to find this place and see if John Turnow's there. And if he's there, wait, because I'm going to bring a posse around the other side, and I'll come and meet you there. Make a show of it. Yeah. Uh, so those three guys go into the woods, deep in. Um, and at this point, is it uh, dead or alive? It must be. I don't know if it's dead. I assume it is. Um, they you still, would think you, dead you, or alive you would is still, more... They, you you like would they, think that there's not evidence necessarily. You would need to talk to him to really determine what's going on. But it feels like he's been outrunning them so long and that the public is so you know determined to catch him. That I, if you just have his head, you're happy. I don't think they are determined. I think that they're very torn. And there are people that are like, if you Even this him- new sheriff? Well, the, the new sheriff is gung-ho to get him, but he's a cop. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are not on... Some people are on board. Some people are not. But the cop policies... The cop policy cop isn't policy. outright kill him or whatever. It's I just... Don't, I don't know if it is. I mean, okay. I, think, okay. I think after the shooting of the two guys that they're, yeah. they probably want to kill him. Right. I would imagine. But the people are like, there are people like, if you brought him in right now, you could not convict him of anything. Right. Because right. there's just no evidence saying right. he did it, except for that they had the same guns, but they all had the that bullets. gun. Whatever. Right. So, um, so they, the three guys go out and they uh, go deep, deep into the woods. The trappers have their dogs with them to track. Um, they get around to the area where they think John is, and they come across an old prospector who's living in a cabin way out there. And he's like, I, I seen him sleeping. And he says he saw him sleeping somewhere. Okay. So they know, they know he's around. And um, the, the prospector lets him sleep in their cabin that night. And the next morning, Quimby's like, well, look, we know he's here because we talked to the prospector. Let's go back, get the posse, bring up a bunch of guys, and the trappers are like, uh-uh, we're going to go get him right now. And so they go out with their dogs, and Quimby stays a little ways behind. He follows, but he's, he's lagging. Um, and they get to the lake, and they see a lean-to, small lake. And so they start, the, the lean-to faces the water, mm-hmm. and um, they start walking around the lake because they want to get to the log that goes out to the lean-to. The little island or whatever, yeah. They have to go through a bog. They got to go through a marsh. and it gets, It's a pretty good little journey they're on. And the whole time they're watching the lean-to to see if anything moves. And there's smoke coming out of it. Mm. And they're like, that's him. But they didn't know John was pretty smart. So John... 
had been catching frogs. Sure. And then tying, tying them to elk hair and then wrapping the elk hair around the log so the frogs were attached to the log. Now, frogs are super, super loud animals. They croak like crazy. But when something comes near, frogs get very, very quiet. So he's set up a frog alarm? That's correct. So he's like got an army of frogs as his ADT. That's right. Wow. Okay. So... When someone steps on the log, the frogs go completely silent. So the two trappers are like, well, we got this guy. The lean-to's facing the wrong way. He can't see us. Yeah, they're going to sneak up behind him, right. And so they go out on the log, and the frogs shut the fuck up. And when they're eight feet away, he just starts shooting. Oh, my God. Uh, John killed one instantly by shooting him in the head. Oh, Jesus. The other dove for cover and started shooting back, and they exchanged some shots, and then John shot and killed him. Jesus Christ. This guy, like, honestly, leave him be. This is Rambo. Uh, Yes. There's no, I would love to know this, but the the writer of Rambo had to have known this story. I mean, he, I just, look, when you're setting frog alarms... It's time to be like, look, this guy's, we're playing checkers. This dude's playing chess. Let's just leave him fucking be. Okay, enough. I wouldn't this dude like set I would, an army of frog alarms. I like you, what's going to happen when you get to the lean-to? Like an exploding elk or something? Like, I don't want to get yeah, in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Quimby is about 75 yards back, and he watches the whole thing. And when the two trappers are shot and killed, he starts shooting. He fires seven shots, and he sees a head drop. He doesn't hear anything. There's no shooting back. But he's still scared shitless because... I honestly, I would be like, this is worse. I'd rather him be shooting. I just want to know what's like... There's no way I'd proceed. No matter what the... I'd be like, look, he said get a posse. We know where he is. I'm going to get a pot. Let's just get out of here. He's He's got frogs working on his behalf. So he bails. He He figured... Smart. He figures it, it, if he killed John, if he didn't shoot him, the body's going to be there. And if right, he didn't kill John, yeah. when he doesn't want to be near, He's going to be a body. Yeah, he doesn't want to be around. So he, he crawls about 100 yards, staying very low and out of sight. And then he gets up and runs for the Simpson logging camp, uh, number five, which is four miles away, which is so where he's Quimby supposed to be. So Quimby is headed for the Simpsons? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so, okay, noted. That's where the sheriff is supposed to be with the posse waiting. Um. He is. He gets the next day. The sheriff leads two dozen men out to the lake on the island. They find the trapper's bodies around the log and John Turnow's body. Oh, wow. He got him. The sheriff started shooting his rifle into the air and yelling, quote, it's over. It's over. Cool. <laughs> so you're not cops. the leader. <laughs> you're cops. not the leader. Cops, cops. We were looking for. <laughs> um, so Quimby's bullet had hit him just above the breastbone and lodged in his right shoulder. Mm. I assume he died slow because that's not a great. Yeah. 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 Probably blown um, 
he died April 16th, 1913. He, they all, everyone says he never shot at anyone who wasn't shooting first. Right. So John had on layers of ragged clothes, uh, but good boots, which he had taken from one of the, maybe the game warden. He had on six shirts and five pairs of pants. Well, yeah, I mean. Well, now I finally all, relate to him. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah, that's, that's like the new that's look at the gap. Got to do it. I'm Absolutely. surprised they haven't thought of that. I'm surprised they haven't t- thought of like, wear three pairs of pants at once. I'm sure you they've know, tried. That, I don't know. Not hard enough. You could definitely move fashion into thinner layers, more pants, and still make 40 <laughs> bucks a pop. <laughs> Kanye's probably working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the pairs of pants were Colin McKenzie's. Okay, so, so definitely no. That's to that. unless he found the body and stripped it, which you know he yeah that's he's tied to that one. I he like also, the idea that he's like even skinning the people taking their clothes. <laughs> I'm surprised. He's ah, look at this pelt. Look at this nipple belt I made. Yeah. Um, he also had McKenzie's stopwatch. There, there's a few silver coins. There's some tools, gunny sacks. Matches at his camp, no food. Um, he had the game warden's rifle. Hmm. So his body was taken to uh, Montesano and put on display. Uh, tons of people wanted to see it, because who doesn't want to see a dead body? I just will never get that. Look how many people saw the queen. Ugh. They didn't even see the queen. It, was a, it wasn't open. It was open. It was open. They had a, no, it wasn't. They had a little window you could spit in. <laughs> <laughs> That would be, oh man! Uh, 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 so you know, I did. I might have. I, I'm gonna do open casket, but just the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Uh, he was buried next to his parents and his nephews. Uh, Seventy-five years later, locals started to feel bad for him, and they put a oh, marker cool. on his grave. He, he, but he's becoming like a folk hero kind of deal. Yeah, I think. I think he did kill his nephews, but I think he probably did on really? accident. Like, I think they were shooting at the bear. He they thought were far s- apart. He thought someone was shooting at him, and he jumped up and couldn't. You know, they're 100 yards away. He's such a good right. shot, though. I think he maybe or maybe Henry did kill them. Like, th- there's so many bad other. Ed is a fucking piece of shit. Henry's a piece no, of no, shit. No, no, no. Come on. I'm not going to have you just disparage Ed like that. <laughs> Ed was probably trying to bang his nephews. Uh, Gareth. Um, <laughs> wow, genuine disappointment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, who knows? I mean, obviously, there's no way to know. But that is uh, crazy. If he killed his nephews, then, you know, it all makes a little bit more sense why it's a manhunt. But it is, like you're saying, I mean, it's still like Rambo. Yeah. It is like I mean, Rambo, right? Is, yeah, the dude was. I mean, living under a school. <laughs> Can you uh, imagine, like, being in class and, and just, just like <laughs> looking in the floorboards and thinking you see like an open eye? Just an eye like, down wait, there. What? Guy, just a guy, guy gnawing on a fish. <laughs> yeah, just some guy eating fish heads. <laughs> Do a flower. I need flour. Um, the source is uh, a YouTube video, Schmidt. House history talks uh, the wild man of Wanucci. Weiser, uh, uh, Kathy Weiser Alexander, John Turnow, the wild man of the Wanucci. Kingston Pierce, wild man of the Wanucci uh, on History Link. 
and Elizabeth Gibson, Outlaw Tales of Washington, uh, and then uh, the big one, uh, Villain or Victim by Bill Lindstrom. I don't know. I mean, I think if he did kill the nephews, it was an accident. And, right. and the issue is not just being like, you know, they, they were shooting and I didn't know who they were. I think it was that he just left. But that was in his nature, right? To not want to mm-hmm. deal with people. So, but yeah, I think that, I, I would guess that's what happened. But who knows? It's crazy. What a, what a wild man, like they said. He was the wildest man. What yeah, a party, what a party yes. animal, right? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, I mean, in many ways, he is a party animal. Did I, I mention? Also, I do find it what? Well, he had a beer head on when they found him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He had a cheese head. He was <laughs> in a lazy boy. <laughs> that's right. Um, I, it is amazing to me when people can just like live like that. Like, I think that is so. I'm so interested by people who are able to just survive in conditions right? like that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's really amazing. It really is. And I think like you know, there are people who are wired to need nobody. I mean, there are yep. certainly times where you know, like people will be like you don't want to get married and I'm, you know, in a in a microcosm where you're just like, "No, I like I'm very independent." But if some people are just wired to be totally on their own and feel mm-hmm. way like they feel they feel like animals in our world and they feel like you know at home in nature and um i don't know i think like that is in its own way just a very it's just you know amazing i mean it is yeah. amazing to think that you can just do everything even if you're living under a school and you know fucking you know getting a bag of flour every now and then Still pretty good. Yeah, that's probably what I related to the most because I lived under school for two years. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that, it was hard to record then, but yeah. No, I know the fact that we kept the podcast going during that yeah. time was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was um, it was nuts because there were so many functions going on after school hours, and um, you had Saturday yeah. detentions. We had to work around a lot of that stuff, but we still got the shows done. And uh, didn't you yeah. record the first six on your own under a school? I did. I did. Yeah. You did the Mike Tyson one under his school. Yeah. That was sort of the inspiration because I was just under there. You know, I had stolen some Reese's Pieces and they were after me and I just went under there for about two years. I don't like how close your Reese's Pieces is to feces. You called them Reese's Pieces, which Mm -hmm. is just. uh, Well, they are Reese's Pieces. No, no, no. They're Reese's Pieces. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Absolutely. Look, we're not going to bear, bear this, but. They're. uh, they're, they're based on feces. B, I mean, that really, now we're in Shel Silverstein territory. <laughs> Reese's pieces are based on feces. Uh, David, we should point out that um, if anyone has any interest in watching this video or having an ad-free experience, as well as other content, we do have a Patreon. You can go to Patreon, search The Dollop, and we are there. For a dollar a month, you get a, a bunch of stuff, and then there's a couple tiers higher than that. Um, you know, very much that's uh, how we self-survive in our nature, mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. through things like that. So, um, that's it. What a what a terrible segue into yeah. capitalism. That was awful. Thank you. All right. There you go, everybody. Pete's out. Pete's out. <laughs>
We got to stop with that. 